0: So let's get to it. Um, you know, usually about this time uh, I do the firing line, and the firing line is, um, you know, what's new in uh, in the gun world, you know, manufacturing, gun news, and things like that. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over that today because I've got some some very important things I want to talk about, and uh, I think it's gonna gonna require a little bit more time. So. Uh, I want to I want to get into it. Um, as you guys know, uh, most of the listeners here are, are local to our area. We do the broadcast from uh, from here in in Webster, Texas. So Webster, Clear Lake, you know Friendswood, Pearland, Kima, Seabrook, kind of this area right here, which puts us uh, in a close proximity to Santa Fe. And as we all know, the events at uh, Santa Fe High recently, um, we lost ten lives and there were ten injured. Uh, because of a, a shooter. And I've heard the media call this a tragedy, and that's usually the word that they use. Um, you know, Romeo and Juliet was a tragedy. This is a crime. This is a crime. This is a crime of, uh, committed by an individual that had murderous intent and wanted to harm other people. There's nothing tragic about this. So let's not pretend that it's some dramatic story, because it's not. It's simply a, an act of hate, of hate, um, an act of cruelty and uh, murderous intent um, carried out by a bad individual. So <clears throat> that being said, uh, you know our, our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, to all the all the folks in and around the Santa Fe community. I think that uh, um, everyone or most all of you guys listening here to us locally. Uh, either have someone or are not very far removed from someone that was involved. Something like that. You know, You're, you're, you're it's real close, real close to home. So now we had the Parkland thing, Parkland, Florida, not too long ago. Uh, and that hit the media really hard. And that is one thing I want to talk about, too. I'm going to get to that in just a second. But, um, But what I wanted to say was that, you know, after after the Parkland, Florida incident, um, there was uh, there was a lot of coverage. There was a lot of protests. There was a lot of roundtable discussions. There were a lot of walkouts. There were a lot of marches. There was a lot of anti-gun folks on TV. And everywhere you looked, it was guns are bad, guns are bad, guns are bad. But I see a difference um, a, different, a difference, in, in outcomes uh, here after the Santa Fe thing. Um, The of course the media is carrying it out because it's a good story and they want people to watch. They want to keep people entertained. Um, But uh, there's not not a big bunch of protests. There's not a big bunch of kids walking out. There's not this sort of you know this outrage about guns I'm sure there's the usual anti gun folks that are talking about it because anytime something bad happens with an inanimate object that they don't understand, well they always want to put the blame on that inanimate object rather than the blame where the blame should be, which is on the individual that carries out that act um, so you know I'm curious what you guys think i mean what do you what do you think the the difference is I mean do you think it's a a cultural thing I mean here in Texas, you know guns are kind of a a big thing for us, and you know, Florida is a gun-friendly state too. But you know, I, I was I was wondering this morning. And I was thinking about this: is uh, you know how how is it so different, Mel? You know, you uh, and by the way, uh, Kathy and Mel joining me today. I forgot I had two more people in here. That's my fault. Get to talking. Um, so, Mel, um, uh, what do you think? I mean, you know, what do you think in your mind? What do you think the difference is between the way folks are behaving post Santa Fe and the way that they behaved? Post Florida,
1: I think possibly some of it may be regional, and I understand Florida is a pro-gun state, but we're in Texas.
0: Yeah, Texas Te-
1: is an entirely different ball game, and most people were raised to respect weapons and to use weapons from a young age, and just what you do and don't do with them. We have someone that pulled a trigger that violated those rules that we were given as kids, most of us, and it's just that somebody pulled the trigger it wasn't that gun
0: right right yeah it, it's it, it's interesting that uh the, you know the media i don't know it, it almost seemed to me like the the national media i mean of course you know the day of and the day or so following they were on it pretty good but it seemed like you know the parkland florida thing if they rode that thing for a couple of weeks it seemed like there was more to watch I guess there was, and, and I don't know. You know, to me, no, no loss of life uh, of a child's life or, or anyone else's life for that matter is any more or any less important. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna cover Parkland, Florida, for two weeks, you ought to cover Santa Fe for two weeks.
1: There's not as much for us to watch here. It's not as sensational. People aren't jumping on that bandwagon, doing the protests, doing, and the media is showing you sensational things. If this isn't sensational, there's not much for him to say. The loss of life doesn't seem to be the most important part. It's the entertainment value and the sensationalism of it.
0: You know, that, that I think is a good point, um, because there, yeah, you, may, you may have hit on something there, I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, I mean, if, um, if there's a bunch of people jumping up and down, mad, protesting, walking out, you know, marching on Washington and, and demanding action, then that is worth a, uh, a look on the camera, whereas folks aren't doing that here. So, you know, the celebration as the media would, you know, the anti-gun celebration is is done. So nothing to see other than, than what really happened. Um, you know, I want to kind of get to um, talking about media stuff. One thing that really, really, really pisses me off is the way that the media... I don't want to use the word glorifies because that's probably not the right way to describe it. But can you guys think of, of any school shootings prior to Columbine? Mm-mm. No. Nothing, right? Yeah. No. I'm sure there were some. I mean, there would have to be, statistically. I mean, there's no way that there was A colleges. Uh, yeah. I'm sure something happened. Um, but, you know, Columbine Columbine got just, just wall-to-wall coverage. It seemed like – man, it seemed like Columbine went on for a month, of the coverage every day every day it was something granted Columbine You know on the school. It, I mean it was it was a big deal as they all are it was a huge deal but you know what if you think about Let's think about Columbine. Let's think about let's think about Parkland, Florida um, Sandy Hook and uh, and now here in Santa Fe um, Those are just a few that come to mind, but I will tell you that what I have noticed in every instance Post-school shooting, what happens? What do you see on the news the two or three days after that? You see reports of kids threatening violence in school, kids bringing guns to school, kids getting in trouble at school for, for making a threat or making a threat on social media. So, you know, what, what changed from the time that those kids did that after the shooting? Why didn't they do it before the shooting? I mean, where were they at? You know what? And this is what I think it is. I think that these, when the media runs these things into the ground, and it is just, like I said, wall-to-wall, exactly. 24-7, and that's all you see on TV. Well, you got little emotionally disgruntled Billy over there in the corner, thinking that he has no friends, he has no coping skills, because his parents are ignoring him, or the Xbox is the babysitter, or he's not getting enough likes on social media because he has no self-esteem and he's rotting from the inside and nobody's paying attention to him, then he's pissed off and he thinks the world hates him, And he sees all these other folks acting out because they felt the same way. You know, you have all these, these kids are all sort of, they're all sort of the same kid. They're all these, these kids that you know, after the media comes out and says, well, you know, didn't have a lot of friends in school, It was a loner, he dressed like this, it's all sort of the same description. They share a lot in common. You know, it's all sort of the same kind of kid. And I think that some of these kids that that are upset are either because they've been bullied or because they, like I said, because they have no coping skills, whatever it is that's getting them emotionally beat up they see the media, I mean, by the media running running this back-to-back, 24-7 coverage, talking about it nonstop, I think it puts a, a bad idea in kids' heads that may not otherwise think to that degree, you know? If they're upset, uh, I, I want to say, I don't remember exactly what the quote was uh, from uh, from this uh, shitbag in Santa Fe. but. He said something like, um, "You know, I only I only shot the people that I didn't like, or only killed the people that mm-hmm. I didn't like." I mean, wow! If that doesn't say, "Hey, look at me now," you know, if he wasn't psychopath. trying, psychopath. Yeah, I mean, that's just it's it's crazy, it's crazy. So there is no doubt that this dude just wanted somebody to pay attention to him. Just mm-hmm. wanted, and I don't know, you know, there's always the. Uh, the specter of mental illness, and I don't know what this kid's mental state was or wasn't, but um, you know, uh, uh, an act on that scale is is unforgivable. I mean, it's un it's unimaginable. I can't begin to put myself in the spot. Uh, you know, I'm a parent. You're a parent. It, it can you imagine having to having to deal with something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, on the scale that these folks did, I can't even, I can't even begin to put myself there. I can't wrap my
2: mind around it. But you're talking about this, all the media being continuously going to uh, Columbine and so on. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we've had so many that we've, and each time they inundated the media with all the shooting and everything else, and nothing's been done. Nothing in Congress, nothing in the White House, nothing's been really actually done. And that's why in Santa Fe, it's like, okay, let's shut up and put action. Don't put your words. Let's get some action going. Let's do something. Let's stop talking about it, and let's do something this time. And the thing I I was talking to, to Mel about earlier is that we don't need to outlaw guns. Guns are there for a reason. We have guns, and guns are there. They're not good. They're not bad. They're not anything. They're just guns. It's the people that we need to educate. It's the laws we need to change. It's the parents we need to change. It's the parents that need to come together and say, look, your little psycho has gone to school and has shot up everybody. So guess what, Mr. Mrs. Psycho Y'all get to pay for all the funerals. You get to pay for all the, the gun wounds that happened. It's your responsibility. Your child did it, so therefore... You are responsible, and then lock up your dadgum guns. Don't leave them laid around so your kid that's got mental issue can just pick it up and go.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm always just amazed that. Um, you know what comes out after the fact about these kids and how they behaved and what they wrote on social media Mm -hmm. and the clothes they wore and the posters that were hanging up in their walls and the pictures that they took and uh the you know all this stuff and i'm thinking there's no there's no way that one of my kids in my house would do some dumb crap like that and me not know about it and we Mm -hmm. gave them the script
1: Mm-hmm. We gave him the script. That, He's yeah. seen it over and over and over. We created this attention-driven society. We've created this situation to where if I'm not getting attention where I want it, there's the lane right there. If I go straight down this lane and repeat what I've seen, repeat what the media has given me, then I can do what I want. I'll get the attention I want, and it can be about me, maybe for the first time ever.
0: Yeah, that's that's very true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know that And uh, – we're going to talk – you know, Kathy, you, you – said uh of santa fe that um you know we need to uh we need to do something we need to take action and we're going to talk about uh, we got a break coming up but on the other side of that we're going to talk about some of the things that have been proposed and some of the things that that you know we feel like may work and some of the things that i feel like may not work because uh i've always said there's a lot of good ideas on paper but in practice they don't uh they don't always they don't always work, I don't mm-hmm. think. But I think that um, you know, people in an effort to that we have to do something now, type folks, which is everyone's reaction because you know that's what you want to do. It's an emotional thing, and and you can't just uh, you can't just sit on your hands. You know, mm-hmm. you 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 got got to got to do something. But you know, what is that something? And you know what what's going to work? You know what's going to work. So we're going to kick around some ideas. I want you to guys to. Uh, to stay with us, join us at uh, VinylDraftRadio.com or on the tune-in app, Vinyl Draft Radio. We're about to take a commercial. We'll be right back with Mel and Kathy. We're talking about uh, school shootings here on Bullet Points. I'm your host, Tony Ashcraft. Joining me today are Mel and Kathy. Now, I kind of glossed over Mel and Kathy in the, uh, in the first segment, because I got to talking. So guys, I apologize. So Mel works for me at Black Rifle Company part-time. She is also a full-time EMT. And uh, she's here to, to share her views with us. And Kathy, Kathy and I have been friends for quite some time. Um, she's a, she's a, a friend of the family. And uh, her and I were chit-chatting a little bit, and she wanted to come on and sort of share her thoughts. Um, you know, she, like myself, is a, is a parent and a grandparent. And, uh, you know, children are an important part of, of of our lives as parents, you know. So we want to do everything that we can um, to protect them. And, you know, Kathy talked about um, uh, a little bit about, you know, what do we do? It's time to do something. But what do we do? How do we do it? And what does it look like once it's done? So I'm going to throw a few things out there, and uh, you guys, You know, chime in when you're ready. So one of the things that um, that you always hear about uh, when these things come up is folks always suggest metal detectors. So metal detectors is a big deal. So the question is, um, metal detectors in school, I mean, we kind of sort of sounds like a good idea because if a guy with a gun has to walk through a metal detector theory, it's going to go off. But, you know, so the the questions are, um, you know, who pays for the metal detectors? You know, the taxpayers are gonna to have to pay for it through property taxes, through school districts. Um, then the somebody is gonna to have to do maintenance on them if one of them breaks, somebody's gonna to have to replace it. You're gonna to have to have people that, you know, if student walks through a metal detector and it goes off and the student says, you know, I don't have anything, I don't know why it's going off, then much like at the airport, you're gonna get wanded. So when you get wanded, you're gonna to have to have a female attendant to uh-huh. go over female students you're gonna to have to have a male attendant to go over male students you're gonna to have to have somebody there 20 you know i'm pretty much you know all day during the, during the hours so it sounds like a good idea and i think that that's for me that's one of those in practice things it works but you know if i decide as a as a bad guy if i'm gonna go shoot up a school like this guy he this kid went to santa fe he was a student at Santa Fe. If he knows there's a metal detector in there, he's not walking right through the metal detector because he knows he's going to get caught. and He's not going to get to carry out whatever thing he wants to do. He's going to find a different way to do it. And I think that while those things on the surface are deterrents, I don't think in a long-term thing – that they're really really gonna do any good Mel, metal detectors i mean where where are you at
1: it's only good for honest people that are going to go right through it (laughs) if you know if i'm intending to do harm i'm not going to walk straight through the medical metal detector with a gun if i'm intent to do harm i'll figure out another way to do it a way around it i may drop it through a window i may do something like that and get around the metal detectors i mean people get through the airports with all of that staff and that's all they do 24-7, and they can get around that. Do you think a kid that's intent to do harm can't get around it? They have to be recalibrated. You're getting into civil rights issues. Is, is mom going to be okay that little Joey just got patted down by a male security guard at school, or did he feel violated? I think there's a lot of ripple effects that people aren't thinking about that are going to cause a lot more issues than, than good.
0: Yeah, I would I would tend to agree. Kathy?
2: I'm on the side of... Why not? Why not have metal detectors? We have them at sports arenas, we have them everywhere else. Why not have them there? Not that everybody's going to be honest and go through it, but mm-hmm. it's, it is a deterrent. And we need to have every deterrent we can have. My thing is if you're going to do metal detectors, then you need to have something on the other side of the detector to protect. So why not, like they do in Israel, and arm the teachers? Maybe not every teacher, because not every teacher needs to be armed, but they need to go through rigorous training and rigorous testing to make sure they're mentally capable of having a gun. But why not having a teacher with a gun hidden in somewhere in the classroom? Not lot, because she's going to have or he or she's going to be able to get to the gun and prevent those children from getting to
0: it. Right. You know, um, we had a an organization on a while back, well, shortly after uh, after Parkland, Florida, and they're called um, Faster Saves Lives. They're out of Ohio, and uh, it, they're a fascinating group. They're a nonprofit group. Everybody there is a volunteer. Nobody takes a salary. So Faster Saves Lives as a, a program that they uh, uh, they they offer to school districts, and that program is a, a two stage program. One, they teach uh, gunshot wound trauma care. So every teacher in every classroom has a gunshot wound kit. They have a chest seal, they have a tourniquet, mm-hmm. and they can because the argument is or the or, or their deal is, you know, it, what the guy said to me and I've repeated it is if at a school, at a high school or intermediate school, if a kid jumps in the pool and starts to drown, they drag him out, presumably somebody there can do CPR. Mm-hmm. They don't pull out the kid and lay him on the side of the pool and wait for somebody to get there that knows CPR. Mm-hmm. They're trained so they can administer help to that child right away and can you imagine if in a school if every thirty feet or so there is a trained individual with a wound care kit there because if a kid gets shot what are the the the, the 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 teachers don't know how to to administer uh, you know they don't and the school nurse would but if you got ten wounded five wounded two wounded there's only one nurse mm-hmm. so they're gonna have problems getting there the other thing that they do is um, that's their primary deal is is uh, wound care. The other thing that they do is they do firearms training and their firearms training is a 3-day course. They mandate I think it is um I think it's a 90 93 I might be wrong. It's 92 or 93% proficiency. Anyway, their their shooting proficiency that they mandate for the course for you to pass it is higher than that of the Ohio State Police Department. But within those mandates, if you if your school district says, "Hey, look, and we want to do it, but we need 100%. Then they'll do 100%. And the, uh, the school districts can do it. Just the state has to allocate the money for the school districts to do it. It costs about, um, I think it's about $50,000 um, a school to train. And the training is up there. And they don't just come and, and talk to you and go, okay, here's a gun. If this guy comes in. No, it's in a, it's in a mock School, so they're they learn how to get the kids to uh, to cover, get them to concealment, to check them, to guard the children, and to you know fight off a uh, somebody that's aggressive, an attacker. That's and what I'm so, talking about. Yeah, and and that, I think it's a good idea because uh, you know in my mind, like you said, not not everybody, not every school teacher is capable of carrying a gun, and not everybody wants to carry a gun, and if they don't want to, or they don't feel like they're capable, well, I certainly don't want them to have it. Mm -hmm. You know, I want only those people that are committed because that's a big responsibility. That's a huge responsibility. I mean, it's a big enough responsibility just being a teacher and going to school every day. That's a big deal because you have other people's children under your care, you're educating them, you're molding them, you're teaching them things. That is a huge responsibility. I mean, teachers have a very, very important job and don't get paid enough, I'll add that in there. (laughs) But, uh, you know, for them to take on an additional responsibility of having a handgun and having to defend those children, I mean, you've got to make sure, as you said, Kathy, that that is the right person. Mm-hmm. That that person has been has been trained, has been counseled, has been tested, because it has to be somebody you can rely on. Because the last thing you want is a a teacher that's placed in that position and can't fulfill the you know can't answer the call mm-hmm. when it comes. Like the school resources officers in Parkland, Florida, they were outside. They refused to go in and do it. So that's what happens when. That type, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. That is, that is, that's cowardice. Is it's what disgusting. that is. It is. It. It's it, because you. I don't know. I, I think. I, I. You know. I'm not them. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I can say what I. What I. In my heart, that I would do. Um, but I've never been in that situation. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I would. Uh, I would do everything in my power to try to, to protect try to, the child. Yeah, protect the children and, and go in and stop something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, especially, I mean, you know, if you're a trained – I mean, it's not like that guy just rolled up and was getting a, you know, like Starbucks or something, and, oh, there's a school shooting, let me wait outside. No, he's a school resource officer. That's what he's supposed to do. That's his only freaking job. It's just mm-hmm. that. And he couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. More than one of them. That, that it, it, Yeah. I, that. That's mm, disgusting. It is. It is. It's sick. We don't – I mean – it, it, it ridiculous ridiculous but um, so yeah I mean the metal way back to the metal detector thing um, you know to me I mean I don't think it I don't think it hurts but I don't think that it's going to I think the long term is it I don't think it would nothing's would, ever going to
2: be a one size fits all nothing's gonna That's be true. everything's gonna completely change we need to have different. Uh, several different things to deter this type of behavior starting at parents get the parents involved and say look your little Charlie went to school got to school he was caught with a a gun at school guess what he's not only gonna get kicked out of school but you are gonna get paid a fine you yourself are gonna get paid charged a fine you're Mm -hmm. gonna have to go to criminal court yourself so start with the parents start with the parents making sure that their children are mentally healthy Second of all, we need to start with the school. The school needs to have teachers that are trained, learn how to, if they spot a child shooter, how to how to stop it, how to deter it. And then the metal detectors. I, for one, like it because it may not fit everything, it may not stop everything, but it is gonna be a deterrent. And that's what we need, deterrence. We need somehow a road bump to make it slower, make it almost impossible for them to get into the school. I've got seven grandchildren, well, seven coming Friday. But I don't want them to go to school and be worried about their own safety. I want them to go to school and learn and have fun like we did growing up. Yeah. You know, if you get bullied, okay, that's life. You got bullied, suck it up buttercup and keep going. <laughs> Someone else is gonna get bullied too. Solid advice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, you're you're right. No, I, I'm 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 right there with you. Uh I think that um uh it does I think it does start with the parents. I I really do. And that's that's a a bigger discussion. And, in fact, we got to take a break here in just a second. But Mel and Kathy are with us here. Bullet Point Second Amendment Talk on Vinyl Draft Radio. We're talking about, uh, you know, the recent events in Santa Fe. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, myself as a parent, as a grandparent, Kathy as a parent and grandparent, um, and, you know, Mel is, uh, is an EMT, so, you know, we all, we all look at this in a, uh, a little bit different way. But, you know, I wanted, uh, I wanted Kathy to join us today because I think that, you know, she, like myself, being a parent, she has a, a unique perspective, as we all do as parents. Because, like you said, Kathy, we, you know, before the break, you mentioned that you, we want our, our children to go to school and to not be fearful, to be able to be educated, to be able to be – have fun, to be able to be social, to be able to, you know, to grow and learn and progress without the fear of somebody coming in the door and, and shooting the place up, you know? Exactly. Uh, it is uh, – but, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know uh, – you know, you mentioned that there was no – there was no one, one sure thing. Um, that would stop, you know every every instance, every time. And I think I'm glad you said that because that's I think that's what a lot of people that is sort of an expectation that some people have. Well, if we just do this, it'll all be okay, mm-hmm. and it's simply not true. I mean it's 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 horrible to have to acknowledge something like that uh, because um, you know it, it's it, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. I promise you that. As bad as this is to say, and is is you know, I hate to say it, but um, right now, as we are speaking here, there's a kid out there somewhere that is thinking about doing something terrible, and in all likelihood, he's going to get there eventually. Now, summer's coming up, so you know, but you you can you can count on it that it's going to happen again um because it, it i they're they're out there i mean there's 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 bad folks everywhere and, and we're going to make them famous right and we're going to make them famous by giving them media coverage and and mm-hmm. you know the stuff that doesn't get covered in the media there's been a couple of attempted school shootings that the school resource officers have stopped these guys in their tracks mm-hmm. and you hear a little snippet of it but then that's it so if we if we put as much, if we as media put as much emphasis on success as we do failure, maybe more folks would be inclined to uh, uh, be on the successful side of things mm-hmm. instead of on the bad side of things. But you know what it is, it, it is, you know, media, uh, media, they like ratings. They want people to watch. They want to keep people's attention. So, what keeps someone's attention more than anything else is something emotional. That's why they use the word tragedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is tragic. Everything is a tragedy, you know. And again, it's not. It's a crime. It's not a tragedy. It's uh, horrible. It is horrible. It is. It is a horrific. Uh, I. I would even call it. Uh, you know, in the case of uh, of mass shootings like this, uh, you know, school shootings, it it is. It it is a terroristic act Mm -hmm. because your intention is not only to kill but to inflict fear in everybody, Mm -hmm. you know. So they're afraid of you, and that's where your attention comes from. I mean, this douchebag in Santa Fe, and I'm not going to say his name because he doesn't deserve it, it. You know, he he had these you know these wannabe bombs that he had set up in different places, and I think he judging from you know from my understanding of of what they were made up of and what they were constructed of i think he knew that they were not going to actually work but that wasn't his intention his intentions were to i'm going to put a pressure cooker over here and make it look like a bomb so you got to call in the bomb squad they're going to talk about how i put a bomb here and how i put a bomb there and how i had explosives at my house and how this could have been a lot worse and you know he's going to be the he, you know he's got a, a charles manson complex Gonna be the greatest thing ever. No kid in Florida. Now, these last two shootings, if you think about it, Parkland, Florida, and here in Santa Fe, neither one of these kids took their own lives. Mm -hmm. They're both still alive. So, why do you suppose that is? Because, you know, a lot of times, if you look at, uh, if we draw a comparison to, um, you know, uh, something that's not in a school, if, if I don't know ex-boyfriend, ex-husband, whatever, goes over to the family's house and they shoot three or four people, that happens from time to time. They almost always kill themselves. Mm-hmm. They almost always do. And you know why is that? Because they, it's a different, it's a different intent. You these know, these children
2: don't have remorse.
1: No, and it's a different mentality. First and yeah, yeah. foremost, you're talking about a child. So that commitment level to impose this level of terror, fear, or what have you, isn't as entrenched in them as it is a terrorist or somebody who's fully committed to that act of terror that they're about to commit, that they're going to the extent of they take their own life as well. Not to mention you can't enjoy the fame if you take your own life after.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I think that's what these guys are after. They're just they're after some, some notoriety, some attention. Mm-hmm. um but kathy you you said earlier that um you know you mentioned about uh uh the parents of these kids and you know how they they should be held responsible and and I you know I agree I think well uh you know I agree with it in, in some regards and others I I don't I guess I'm sort of in the middle on it um because I think that you know if you have a a 17 or 18 year old, child that still lives in your house um, and they let's say that you're let's say your kid's just a you know just the devil walking around you know he's just a bad kid mm-hmm. and you've done everything you can do to make sure that you know you've raised him as as rightly as you know how and he still acts out because people will do that there's plenty of bad people that come from good homes right and vice versa but so if that kid uh acts up and and does something i mean you can't in my mind i don't think you can you can hold the parents accountable for the actions of an individual oh,
2: you definitely can those parents if they know that little johnny is a little psycho why have guns why have it easily accessible to the him it's not so much as a parent responsible for his act they're responsible for the ability for him to get the guns to commit the act
0: right well that's a good point and uh that i would agree with you 100 percent. now you know this kid in uh, in the, this kid in Parkland, Florida. Um, I want to say that he, you know, but I guess I, I said this about Parkland that if if somebody wants to uh, to shoot up a school and they can't get a, pa- a gun from their parent, they're going to get it from somebody else. I mean, they're going to obtain it. I mean, yeah, it's like you said. You use the analogy of a speed bump. It's one more hurdle for them to cross, but. I mean, people with bad intentions are are hard to stop. You know, if they Mm -hmm. they have that much malice uh, in their hearts and they're they're committed is the word that Mel used, and that's Mm -hmm. that's the right way to describe it. Mm -hmm. If they are committed to harm somebody, um, I don't uh, I don't think that you would stop them. But you know, at the same time, whatever you can do, you should do. No reason not to,
2: right? It's not going to stop them. It's not going to stop anybody. If you got evil in your heart, you can do evil. You got good in your heart you're going to do good the thing is is that it's just going to be another thing for the parents to say oh crap i gotta i gotta put my guns up i gotta lock my guns because if you if you go to a bar and a bartender overserves you and you get in a wreck guess who's going to get a ticket and go to jail the bartender Bartender. if your child goes and keys someone's car or breaks something guess what you're going to be responsible for it it shouldn't be any different than if a child goes to school and shoots up the school the parents need to be held responsible in some way
0: yeah that's that's a tough one for me um I would say that you're right if if as a as a as a legal matter if one could prove that parents were aware of the uh you know of the of the intent of malice of their of their child or if the child had been you know like back to the kid in Parkland Florida the police had visited him I don't know 30 something times like 38 times okay on Facebook Look yeah, on his Facebook if, page if the police don't been to your house to talk to your kid 38 times yeah you damn sure I don't have guns anywhere near this knucklehead exactly. and that's that's a common sense thing so I think in a case like that yeah I would 100% agree with you
2: The kid in Santa Fe had a Facebook page He had it about born to kill. He was talking about killing people. No one paid attention. Where's his parents? Why aren't they
0: monitoring this child? That is the question that I have been asking, that I ask myself about every one of these things. I mean, how Mm -hmm. can you not? It takes a lot. I mean, I guess it takes a lot. I'm not there. But I mean, to really set out and this kid just didn't wake up in the morning and decide he was going to do what he did. I mean, obviously, he had planned it out because mm-hmm. he's got the, you know, the little mock bomb thing going on mm-hmm. and it, all the things that he had to do to, you know, carry out his plan. Um, that, that took a little bit. That took About a handful ahead. of days. So, so where, yeah, I mean, when his parents, you've got to think, did his parents ever talk to him? Did they? He didn't you know, live
2: with his parents. They put him in a trailer five miles from their house, I heard. And that way, they didn't have to deal with him every day. So, you just basically put the trash out so you'd have to deal with it.
0: Yeah, that's great parenting right there. We yeah. should all be able to put our kids in a trailer five miles down the road. Yeah. If, if we've got I'm going to tell my kids that next time they act up. I'm like, look, you want to live in a trailer five miles down the road? Keep doing that. <laughs> that's good. They'll but take that, you up on it. Yeah, they probably mean, if will. If we've
1: got people that are watching for domestic terrorists, Why aren't they looking for the fact that, let's say, he doesn't live with his parents. Okay, Mm -hmm. great, doesn't live with his parents. But this kid is doing computer searches either on his phone or tablet or something. He outright said he researched all the previous school shootings to learn what to do and what not to do.
0: Mm
1: If we do all the list for everything else, yeah. we're watched because we
0: have guns. Why is who's it the, not watching this right, kid? Why is it the NSA collecting meta, um, uh, meta data? Oh, on, on, uh, yeah. on, uh. yeah, that's a good question. That is a good question indeed. Yeah, I guarantee you, they're listening to us. Shh. Probably uh, not. Well, probably not. <laughs>
2: probably not. <laughs> Kiss my <Mike> grits. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they. Uh,
0: they um, well, that, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, and maybe that's a you know maybe that's a thing uh, in the future that um, you know uh, police agencies uh, in the jurisdictions of different schools or you know the, some some school districts have their own police department. I mean, maybe maybe they should collect um, data on kids and, and put some type of risk analysis assessment. You know, if you if you commit X amount of, you know, if you're, you're caught doing this or caught doing that, you know, somebody that's qualified can evaluate this child and say, look, you're an at-risk kid. Um, intervene. And, right, intervene, do something. Intervene. You know, do something. Start having a conversation with them because if you tell them, hey, look, we know you're going to do something dumb, so come over here and have a chat with us. Uh, you know, the the what-to-do thing, uh, as, as we've talked about a little bit is there there are so many different suggestions and, and Kathy made a, a very valid point in that you know there's not going to be one that is a hundred percent successful you know as they say uh, you know if you are in defense of something like that you have to be right a hundred percent of the time the bad guys only got to be right once mm-hmm. and, and that is a those are difficult odds to overcome so um, I, I think yeah, Kathy, you kind of touched on doing something is, is better than doing nothing, I agree. Um, but we were talking during the break a little bit, and Kathy brought up that uh, or Mel, I guess, um, you know, that, that states uh, ought to, ought to mandate that their districts have some type of program in place, no matter what that is. And I will say that um, actually Santa Fe, did have an active shooter drill that they did. They did have school resource officers. They did actually receive an award uh, for their safety program, and yet this still happens. Now, does that mean it was ineffective? I don't know if it would have been worse. You know, you would like to think that it it had some effect. Um, But, uh, you know, Mel, you and I were talking uh, at the shop earlier if I have a gun in a room full of people and no one knows I have that gun, and I pull it out and I just start shooting, what can anybody do about that? Nothing, unless somebody shoots me back or somebody tackles me and gets the mm-hmm. gun away from me. Um, that is that is difficult to defend. That is very difficult to defend. Um, and I don't know what you know what schools are going to do, but you certainly, you know, they they, they certainly need. I think. Uh, I think wound care training, like we talked about, is is mandatory. And uh, yeah, I think for each individual school, I mean, all schools are laid out differently. They have a you know a different populace. They have you know they might have more kids that ride the bus to school. They might have more kids that walk to school. They might have more kids that the parents drop them off. You know rural schools, urban schools, you know schools like you know in the suburban areas like we're all in here. Um, everybody you know the uh, the entrance and exits to the school are all differently. So I think that schools have to come up with their own programs. But I think that the state should mandate that the schools do something and they, they all need to have some type of policy in place. They, they really, really do, because there, there's a lot of discussion and there's a lot of, you know, kind of this feel good talk, this sort of round table thing that, you know, the governor will chime in or the president chimes in or, you know, there's some kind of panel meeting and everybody's, you know, uh, and we all get emotional about it because it's an emotional thing. That is our reaction. But then, you know, a month later, I mean, look at, look at all the crap, like we were talking about earlier with Parkland. I mean, the, the, the world literally stopped spinning for a couple of days while everybody marched and everybody met and everybody grieved and everybody talked and everybody held up a sign and everybody said never again and everybody hashtagged. And here we are a handful of months later, same crap, same stuff. It did nothing because all of that was talk. And nobody actually did anything. Nobody actually put forth anything solid. People like to talk, but it's hard. When it comes to actually doing it, they don't really want to do it. And For, I
1: think – Work after the fact. You can't just talk. It's not just emotion. It's work after the fact,
0: and yeah, that's difficult. Yeah, very true. Very true. So um, uh, I want to get back to the, to the parenting thing. Um, it looks like uh, the Dallas – Dallas News, is it? Dallas is reporting that um, this kid's social media stuff was pretty uh, it was pretty apparent that he was going to do what he did. So it looks like, like you mentioned, Mel, all the, all the warning signs were there ahead mm-hmm. of time. So that really makes you scratch your head. Same thing with the Parkland thing. Like we mm-hmm. talked about, police had visited. I mean, why in the hell? Yeah. Who would not take this kid aside and go, hey, look here? Yeah. What the hell? Let's have a what, talk. Yeah, let's have a talk. At least maybe – you know, I don't know that it stops him or not. Cause like I said, you know, you got bad intentions, you got bad intentions, but you may, you know, you may deter somebody from doing that. I mean, if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to, uh, let's say that I'm going to snipe Adam when he comes into the parking lot after his show Wednesday.
1: Wait, 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 why do I have to be the Guinea pig? Uh,
0: I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Good target. Because you're an easy target. So if I'm going to snipe Adam and, you know, I'm I'm making my plan uh, to take him out um, and, uh, you know, somebody comes to me and says, hey, look, uh, you know, we know you're making a plan to to snipe Adam after the show. And uh, no, you you can't do that. We're going to watch you. We're going to be watching you.
1: And, and so why? Why right, do you want I, to snap I, at him?
0: If I know – well, there's a lot of reasons I want to snipe at him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if uh, – <laughs> Now you're just being mean. <laughs> yes, I am. You're welcome. Uh, if I'm uh, – uh, but if I'm going to do something and I know somebody's, you know, right on my back watching me, well, it might not take away my intent to do it, but it's certainly – but I'm not going to go ahead and – I mean, if you know what I'm going to do, I'm not going to show up and do it anyway. But it may. I mean, you may. It may. You if may. you're
1: wanting attention. If you need somebody to hear you, if you want to have a voice for the first time in your life, and you think this is the only way you're going to have a voice, if I give you a voice without that ill intent, without that action, exactly. it may.
0: Yeah. It might just. Yeah, it might just. It might just. It's just such a... Such it takes
2: away from the joy of having surprise, too, because a lot of it, they just want to surprise people and get a reaction. And this way, it's like, oh, heck, I don't get a reaction. I can't do it now. There's no joy in yeah. in surprising them.
0: Yeah, I think if you if you get in their face and and you know say directly, you know almost. Um yeah, kind of like an intervention, a mm-hmm. little bit, you exactly. know, a legal, yeah. legal sort of intervention. Say, hey, look, man, we know, you know, we know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they scoop up terrorists that are planning to do stuff before they do it. That's my whole point. Yeah, exactly. they, they scoop them up, they say, and look, it don't
1: matter if you're from white bread America. If you're doing that kind of crap, you're a terrorist. We're going to take care of it on American soil. Why not?
0: Yep, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, they 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 need to be a little bit more proactive. But I think. Um, you know, like I said, you know, school districts need to, to make some type of evaluation process for their students, you know, um, and if that includes taking a look at their social media and making evaluations from there, I think that's important because clearly, you know, you could say, well, it's my social media, I don't want people, to, you know, whatever, you know, don't put crap up there you don't want people to see then. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's out there and that's part of the tool that we use, then that that's the way it is. Um, You know, it's just it's one of those things. I mean, we have to I don't want to say give up some of our privacy and and some of our freedoms, but people are going to people are going to feel like that. They are. Um, But if you really want something done, I think that you're going to have to, uh, you know, you're going to have to make some concessions because uh, I don't know what we do, but but what we're doing now is not working. So, um, you know, we we got about a minute left and I want to. Uh, I know we've covered a lot today and there was a lot more that I wanted to talk about, but you know our hour is running short, but I, I will uh, end the show by saying this, and I want you guys to listen. Um, as parents, we have an important job, and that job is to raise our children. That job is to love our children and teach our children to be good, respectful people. And if that means going and looking in on what your children are doing and asking them questions, looking at their phone, looking at their social media, paying attention to the friends they hang out with, the parties that they want to go to, pay attention to to the company that they keep and what they're doing and what their attitudes are, the movies they watch, the books that they read, what they write in their journal or their diary, then that's what you need to do because your job is a parent, not their buddy. Don't be their friend. Raise a good child. And if you raise a good child, that child will grow up to be a good adult. Parents, you have a job. You have a job. Do it. And that's going to make us all better, folks. That's going to wrap it up for us here. Bullet Point Second Amendment Talk on Vinyl Draft Radio. Thanks to Mel. Thanks to Kathy for joining us. You guys be armed. Be smart. Be safe. We'll see you next Tuesday, 3 o'clock.